Hello everyone, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Thursday the 11th of March. I'm joined today by Gabby Carza, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there Gabby, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks Peter, how are you? Not bad, just recovering from having had a nightmare morning with Watson's Daily. Um, I... I it's it got I apologise to anyone listening to this who who was getting watched to say this morning it was late because I lost a whole section um, I lost a whole section just before at a very very crucial time and um, it meant uh, extreme panic for me um, and uh, and disaster because I have to be in the zone um, to do it and it totally disrupted it so anyway uh, but apart from that all good. Um, so um, uh, uh, enough, enough of these. So I, I just wanted to ask. Um, so what um, did you find most interesting in today's um, late Watson's Daily? I didn't mind that it was late. I had a nice uh, little lion because of okay. it. So I was grateful about that drama. Um, OK. But yeah, I was interested in the Roblox story this morning. Yeah. Um, so Roblox um, is a gaming platform for those of you who don't know. And it listed on the stock market yesterday. And the thing that interested me about this story is that they decided to go public by way of a direct listing instead of an IPO. Um, and I think this is interesting because we've talked a lot um, in recent months about IPOs and SPACs um, and just different ways that companies can raise finance. And I hadn't heard as much about, di- about direct listing. So I was curious as to why Roblox had opted for this and I guess some of the advantages and disadvantages compared to something like an IPO, for example. So to give a little bit of background on the Roblox story, they were meant to go public last year, but they kind of paused that after they noticed that Airbnb and DoorDash's stock prices jumped following their IPOs. So that would kind of suggest that those um, shares were sold too cheaply because of such a big um, spike. So in January of this year, Roblox announced that they would be doing the direct listing option. Um, so when they debuted yesterday, investors had initially priced those shares at just under $70 a piece. Um, and that's at quite a lot higher than their reference price of $45. So that maybe shows that they'd chosen the right decision there to go with the direct listing. Um, I thought the direct listing was interesting to read about because it is pretty new, quite innovative, and not. And I don't know that many examples of it having been used before. But I do know that in 2018, Spotify opted for a direct listing, and then in 2019, Slack did. So we do have a couple big names um, as examples who have chosen this um, option. But when we were having a talk about it, Um, We went over a few of the advantages and disadvantages. And the key to me seemed to be that if you were a bigger, more well-known company, you could potentially avoid some of the volatility that um, is associated with going for a direct listing approach. Because what happens with a direct listing is that you avoid the hefty underwriting fees, but then that also means that you're avoiding some of the security of um, the underwriting and some of the large institutional investors that are part of the IPO journey. Um, So it does seem a little bit more risky, um, which is why I was asking you, Peter, what you thought about how many more direct listings we might be seeing in the future, and if you think it was the good kind of option for Roblox. So I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about that, those kinds of advantages and disadvantages. Okay. Um, well, I think, you know, that was that was a good summary. I would say that with, just, just to pause a minute, but with, you know, just uh, talk a bit about the Ro- Roblox itself. Um, I think that, um, you know, last year, I, I would say that maybe last year, the other thing as well, 
Um, the other reason why it um, decided to uh, boot its IPO into this year is because they just thought that the market was getting too frothy. Mm-hmm. You know, they were thinking, well, you know, the danger would be that they, they'd have a brilliant first day or two, a couple of days and then it would just fall off a cliff um, yeah. and they didn't they didn't want that so um so yeah you know i mean i think that they waited for the market to calm down but it sort of calmed down and then you know we've seen momentum build through um uh, through SPACs and other mm-hmm. ipos coming to market so but anyway in answer to your question going back to you know what, what i suppose was it the disadvantages and disadvantages of of the different uh, methods. Is yeah, right? I guess yeah. between IPOs, direct listings, yeah. maybe SPACs too, if you wanted to throw those yeah. in. Yeah, so, uh, you know, there's the, obviously there's a lot to be said about this. I mean, this is a this is a big subject, but I would say my own impressions uh, with regard to the different types of um, flotations or, or financing, if you like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'd say if I was a... Um, if I was a, a small, high growth, um, uh, you know, company, ideally, te- you know, potentially tech mm-hmm. and hadn't produced much, but has a lot of promise, then the uh, the SPAC is probably the most attractive um, way to market because mm-hmm. it's quick. Um, you can take advantage of the of the. Um, you know, of 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 uh, uh, surfing the wave of well, the wave of opinion. So that's so that's really useful because then you can maximise the value or you know the amount of money that you will get from an IPO. Yeah. So that's one thing. Um, if I was a large company or a and or or potentially a very well known company, um, but wanted to maybe not pay out loads of money for uh, investment banking, you know, investment bankers and things mm-hmm. um, and minimize that bill. And I have confidence in my in my product, mm-hmm. um, then I would consider a uh, direct listing because you save on like I say, you save on the fees Um and, you know, because so the argument against doing a direct listing is that there is um, more volatility. Yeah. Uh, you know, there that there is more volatility um, because there might be less volume if no one if no one knows who your company is. Mm-hmm. There, there's an argument there will be that the, the, the volume will be lo- volumes traded will be lower. Mm-hmm. And if you've got low volumes, it means that any, you know, by uh, any big purchases or, or sales can have an outsized influence on the actual price. So you will get volatility. Yeah. Whereas if you are quite well known, so as per, um, you know, Slack, um, as per uh, Spotify and now as per Roblox as well, um, you're, you might, because you're well known, I would suggest that you, there will be less volatility because um, you know, more the, the volumes will be higher because more people will be wanting to trade your stock because they've actually heard of it. Yeah, I know that sounds a bit flippant, but it is. I do think it just seems to me that you know you you don't you don't hear of of, of uh, companies that no one knows of yeah. doing a direct listing. Yeah, at, at the moment, I mean, maybe that will be a thing of the future. I don't know. Uh, by the way, they do still have advice. Um, you know, they they don't cut everything out mm-hmm. completely. It's just that it's a lot. It's it's a lot less. Yeah. Um, and then, 
if I were a so uh, it, and if I was a company who maybe wanted to improve, you know, wanted to improve, but just got really annoyed with with getting dragged down potentially by being in the newspapers all the time, um, you know, because of whatever reason. I mean, let's say you could say, for instance, stuff like Ted Baker, mm-hmm. for instance, you know, that'd be a good, that'd be a good example, you know, Ted Baker or even Marks and Spencer, you know, you could say, look, you know, we've got lots of stuff we want to do. We, we're, we're, uh, you know, it's going to take us a while to do it. Um, so rather than um, be uh, on front page news all the time, um, because we're, we're uh, quoted on the stock market, we let's why don't we go to um, private equity yeah. you know get you know, go into fall into the arms of private equity we'll give them the money um and probably some extra expertise as well turn things around and then maybe a year or two later come back and let's say let's say it's, let's say it's it's mns for instance come back two years later thinking right all the good stuff has gone on in the background we're we're rocking now um, we need more money for international expansion. Mm-hmm. So here's the IPO and it goes it goes mental and uh, m and gets back into the FTSE 100. Yeah. And so, everyone I mean, buys up all of their underwear and they hit number two for underwear popularity instead of third place. Right. That's definitely exactly. how they're planning on going. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah. So, thanks so, so much so for explaining that. Oh, but there's one, but there's the other one is, of course, the traditional IPO route. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sorry, that's the other, to square the circle, that's the, yeah, that's, that's the other option or one of the other options as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that, that, you know, there's, there's loads going on. I think I, do, I don't see it slowing down particularly. It may be that, you know, each of those methods sort of shifts in terms of the popularity, but overall i think that there's there's a lot of money looking for for uh, for home for you know for for investments um and um you know and there are a lot of firms out there that need the cash so you know you put the two together and it is going to i think it's going to be an absolute you know money raising ipo bonanza <laughs> so if you happen to be a, a an investment banker um, I think you might need to get another. You might need to buy another, a whole other garage to house the uh, Ferraris and Lambos and stuff um, that you're going to be buying over the next year or two. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for giving us a little bit of a background on those different financing options. I definitely think mm. it's something that people would be interested in hearing more about. Hopefully, we can address it a little bit more for listeners in the future. If anyone has mm-hmm. any ideas for further things they'd like us to cover, then do let us know. Um, mm. But otherwise, I. I suppose moving away from all things finance what was your favorite story of today peter okay well my uh my favorite story of today was um i mean i did want to talk about mns but we talked about that the other day really so i might i might bring it up <laughs> a bit, but you know but um is is really um next uh taking a 25 percent stake in rice or reese i don't i never know which way to say it but anyway um, the the they've got an option to buy another twenty six percent by July next year, and the there's a, a few interesting things about this deal, um, namely that um, the the guy who's the chief executive of Reese, um, his name is uh, Christos Angelides, um, and he worked with um, Lord Wolfson, who is the chief exec of, of Next for 28 years until he left to um, 
to be the head of Reese in um, 2014. So it's really, I mean, they know each other very, very well. Um, And I don't exactly know at this point what, you know, what that um, investment is. I mean, certainly in the short term, it means that, um, you know, its finances Mm -hmm. are are sorted so that's so that's good for reese you know it can relax a bit i mean actually it was recovering going into corona and into the uh, pandemic mm-hmm. uh, but then obviously pandemic sort of really hit it because you know it does sort of smart stuff they tend to do more smart stuff and obviously any 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 uh, company that that was exposed to say you know suits and tailored stuff um suffered so it yeah. it suffered um and I think that uh, that 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 um, yeah, it could be that this is just a finance financial thing, and and you know this is a great backstop, and it means that Reese can get on with 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 the turnarounds, or it could mean something like you know maybe they start sharing suppliers and yeah. things in order to reduce costs and make things more efficient, um, or maybe this is just you know a, a precursor to next actually you know, taking it over. Mm. Um, I mean, the fact that it's got, you know, it's 25% now and, and, and potential for t- uh, t- another 26%, obviously giving it majority control. I mean, that would be quite, um, that would be quite something. Um, but, you know, it, 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 I think that from next point, it's, I do think next is a very interesting company. I mean, it's, it's one of those ones that has, it stayed on the high street for a long time. Mm. It, continues to do well you know lord wolfson has been there for donkey's <laughs> years now and um you know he he has just kept it going through thick and thin um and it and it continues to sort of you know come up smelling of yeah. roses so um so yeah i mean i i mean but you're you're not a fan though are not you? particularly i mean it's never been somewhere that i've opted to shop i don't know if uh, people will find that strange that i say that but it, it's not my i'm not a big <laughs> shopper anyway really um, yeah. But I think it's kind of the the stability that you talk about with Next is definitely I've never heard of them having a particular period of struggle. And I think that's kind of interesting when we've been talking about the MS story. And I know you want to talk about it, so I'm going to ask you about it. Um, but <laughs> I think the stability that you're talking about with Next is kind of a good segue into the instability that we've been talking about recently about MS. Um, and I just thought you could give us a quick fire update because I know you're keen to. OK, <laughs> well, OK. Um... So interestingly, um, you know, uh, when I again, when I when I was um, when I was broking, um, we always it was always M&S versus next. Actually, funnily enough, it was all this is the God, this shows how old I am. <laughs> but it was always M&S versus next versus French Connection. Oh, yeah. Right? What about those? Um, yeah. Well, there you go. You see, there you go. Back in the back in the, you know, back in the mist of time. But, you know, but and now look at them, though. You got French Connection, which was super hot at one time, and it just is nowhere mm-hmm. now, and it's an absolute disaster. And the guy who, um, you know, who founded it, uh, oh god, his name something mm-hmm. Marks, I forgot his name, but but you know, he that's that's, I mean, that's just going all over the place. I think it's it's so bad that even um, I, I think that he, even um, Mike Ashley is thinking of buying oh, it or something. You know, so it's so that, that bad. <laughs> or did or it might even be worse he might have had a bit and he might have sold it i'm not anyway it's not it's not in good shape um next is 
in in pretty good shape. Um, I mean, okay, it had a bit of a hiccup with warehousing and stuff, didn't it, last year? Um, but um, but after that, I think it's done not too badly. Um, anyway, then you've got uh, now and now you've got MS. Now MS always seems to, and I'm sure I said this before, it seems to go through it ebbs and mm-hmm. flows. It goes, you know, someone does a revamp. It all, everyone gets excited. It does well for a year or two, and then it just goes off the boil. And then that person leaves. Another one comes in, same thing. Uh, anyway, it looks like we might be in an upturn mm-hmm. here with regards to MS because, um, you know, they've got all these different. They've got these uh, today's news is that they are going to be introducing new items from different. Uh, new well, new underwear because um, the fact that they account the amazing fact of the day mm-hmm. is that MS accounts for just under a third of all UK underwear. Yeah, sales. that really shocked me. Uh, I was very surprised by that. It's amazing, isn't it? Um, but anyway, the fact is, is that now what they're going to do is they're going to introduce um, new brands, so Sloggy and Triumph. So not the whole range, I think certain bits mm-hmm. of the range. Um, and then that's part of um, them collating a whole load of uh, different different brands um, under the M&S umbrella. So Hobbs, Jewels, Phase 8, Sea Salts, White Stuff, um and, and and a whole load of others basically and, and it's just i just this is really it shows to me so if you think that that food is is being turned around by um uh, by ocado and you think that clothing is being turned around by um you know by having all these extra mm-hmm. brands in as well and then you maybe the, and, and this the you know article that i was reading today this throws in the uh, if it sorts out its property portfolio as well to maximise the value there, yeah. and and we saw that uh, the other day when they they were talking about um, uh, basically knocking down their Marble Arch flagship mm-hmm. uh, and then building it up again, um, it just says it just feels like there's things are getting better from M and S, and and the you know the interesting thing in this particular article that, that i read was saying that you know if they've got all that sorted and investors don't try to really you know like buy it because it's doing really well um it could well be a takeover mm-hmm. target uh you know pr- private equity could well come along and just buy and just go do you know what actually no one's appreciating this we will take it private and as i said to you just now you know they could take it private um, let MS do its thing in the background and improve bits and pieces. And then a year or two down the line, you know, they come back, uh, come back swinging, as it were, and, um, and say, right, you know, here is, here we are. We've turned everything around. Um, we've, we've revamped the whole thing. And now, you know, we're looking for a valuation that will propel us back into the FTSE 100, which is where we yeah. should be. Yeah, no, I definitely can see that. And I think it was definitely worth. Uh, addressing the story so people got a bonus third story today and for bah, for the sake of the nation's underwear i hope that ms <laughs> does does better from this and that this good news kind of they continue yeah. to ride that wave um yeah let's let's hope yeah let's hope um so yeah so i mean i i guess um just just to say for today um this is uh as usual the one of the busy one of my busiest days um and so uh, at five o'clock, um, there's the Instagram mm-hmm. live. Um, so that's from five to five thirty. 
Um, then after that, there's the subscribers call. Uh, what's the thing? Subscri- <laughs> subscribers call from 5.30 to 6.30. Um, and uh, yeah, and then actually I do another call after that. But, but, uh, but those are the ones that are sort of available. Um, so if you, uh, you know, if you want to go on those, the details are in today's Watson's Daily. Um, and, uh, you know, hope, hopefully see you, see you yeah, all a bit later. Great. Thanks so much, Peter. No problem. Thanks a lot, Gabby. Bye. See ya.